What is going on, you guys, and welcome back to another video, another episode of Stock Battles. We're yeah. going hard today, Brandon. Yeah, going I mean, hard. last one we did uh, was the first one in a while. We did Brookfield and Pfizer. Yes. I thought it was pretty even, but I think after telling them up, it was not that close. The votes were overwhelmingly for Brookfield. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the way it works, for those of you who don't know, is we measure a year later. That's kind of the goal to see which one, which pick did better. over the year is better. And uh, I keep saying I, this, but I'm going to put time. So next time we do this, I'm going to update the previous picks because um, the votes aren't always in line with the actual performance. No. And uh, you don't know out of the gate, of course, but... And what I thought was funny, Dad, was like, there was at least a few comments where like, ah, I hate to do it, but I'm going with Brandon for this one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's true, like, right? I don't want to do it, but uh, picking uh, Brookfield. I had better. a couple, sorry, Mark, I got to go with Brandon. Yeah. like, don't be sorry, just pick pick what you think is going to do best over the next year. And just a quick proviso, of course, you know, these are, this is, uh, this is kind of a fun uh, series that we're having to, tell you, show you kind of the things that we look at when we're picking our stocks. And uh, a one-year time period is not something that we typically use. Yeah. You know, we're long-term buy and holders. But for the purposes of the series, we kind of thought, well, we can't do this in 10 years, you know, to yeah. recap. So, and yeah. hopefully both stocks do well. Hopefully they're both good picks. Uh, just we like your preference. But nevertheless... That's kind of the goal here, yeah. Um, it's good to have you back in Vancouver, Dad. Yeah. Um, nice, to be, nice to be in the lower mainland again for a little bit. Yep. We'll do a lot of videos while you're here. But why don't we get into this one? I'm going to click the starter because we have five minutes each to present our case. Let's do it. All right. So I'll click the starter and away you go, Brian. Okay. I'll kick it off. My company is Cisco Systems today. Ticker CSCO. I always like that ticker. I don't, I don't know why. I like it too. One of my favorites. <laughs> CSCO, 3.19% uh, dividend today. And Cisco, I think a lot of people may view as this old boring, you know, no, I don't know if you want to call it a dinosaur stock, but they have been around and they've, you know, even before my time, Cisco was yeah. very, very, very large. Today, Cisco's a, a bit of a different uh, business and it's not as big in households. Like, it is. I mean, I have a Cisco router at home. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of consumers in our office here, we have one. We have Cisco <laughs> routers. You're going to see all of that. But really where they, where their bread and butter is, is like in these enterprise solutions yeah. uh, and the infrastructure, the, the IT infrastructure that you'd see, a, you know, literally in a big corporation. And I think first thing to start off with is that, you know, any company that operates in this type of field, when they're so intertwined within, again, let's look to like, not just like a company like ours where there's a little shop, but when you have like a mid cap or even a large cap company and they have thousands of employees and computers and networks that they're all intertwined in. Yeah. Once you get going with a certain system or a certain provider, the switching costs to change that and get your networks down for the day, those are just, it's more so probably a headache than anything else yeah. that you end up just kind of probably running with them for for quite some time. And I think that's definitely a, a big benefit to a company like Cisco, which does Agreed. which does have that working for them. Uh, the last time I covered Cisco was just in a stocks to buy video myself, probably a couple years ago. And at the time, I remember talking about how 33% of their revenue was coming in a recurring subscription like format. And that was something that I was at the time very impressed with. Like they'd go, they're like going through this transition where they want to go more um, recurring. Well, if you update to today, that success, that, uh, that shift has been somewhat of a success where they're not as driven off one-off sales. Now it's sitting at about, well, this is the last you know year, about 43%. So they've inched that up even further, you know, goal to get that probably as big, as big a part of the business as possible, but they bumped that up 10% over the past year or two. And of course, this is just more predictable, more reliable revenue, right? Good for their ARR. 
uh, annual recurring revenue. It's a, it's a thing that a lot of businesses do strive for. And I think that growth has just indicated, hey, this transition has, has been working, working for them. Mm-hmm. In terms of the financials, just to be clear, this is not a like a, a smoke show of a company and you're not expecting uh you're not expecting high tech growth this is a slow revenue growing company at this point they pulled in 51 billion dollars as of their last uh, calendar year year 2022 the growth phase as we can see by this chart has certainly like you know slanted off uh in their quarter however they did have a good quarter it was up seven percent uh in the recent quarter that is revenue more importantly, they did post some strong guidance. So 11 to 13% growth for Q3. And that's high for Cisco. Like that came in above what, what you're used to. Uh, nevertheless, their fiscal year revenue at uh, 9 to 10% year over year, that's what they're targeting. And the stock did have a nice bounce. It has kind of come back down. And I believe as we'll look at it in a second, it's trading at a fair price. Uh, they did see weakness in their security segment, which is something as part of my research that a lot of people tend to point out. I looked at the overall breakdown in Cisco. This only makes up 7% of total revenues. Um, again, their bread and butter is the network aspect, which is basically nearly 50% of revenues. So yeah, you're gonna have weaker segments when you're such a diverse business, um, as with all companies, unless maybe you're like Microsoft, which just crushes it almost every time. Nevertheless, I think the name of the game here is slow and steady and free cash flow. One thing I look at a lot has been very steady up at about $15 billion. Uh, that's something we love to see, especially in regards to the dividend. Quick note, this ca- company is very capital efficient up on the screen. You'll just see a couple of metrics. Uh, hey, these are look phenomenal in my opinion. And it is a company that is in strong financial health. So 22 billion in short-term cash and equivalents as of the recent quarter, uh, both of their you know short-term and long-term are looking good in my opinion. There's a low debt to equity ratio and this is improving. We can kind of see it diverging. They're actually paying down the debt while their equity is, you know, essentially you see the gap improving in our favor. This is something we like to see. We can transition here to the dividend for the last 30 seconds of my uh, presentation. 3.19% yield, as I said. The company prioritizes dividends at this point. If you read through any of their reports or any of their, um, you know, speaking with the, the shareholders, it's dividends. As well, uh, repayment of debt, excuse me, we see that kind of, this is how they've allocated their cash in fiscal year 2022. Over the past decade, they aren't really growing it that much, 3.4%, but there is ample coverage uh, across pretty much either metric we would typically look at. I think today we're seeing a low PE ratio. It's actually the lowest we've seen in five years, t- trading at 13X. Uh, this is low versus their peers, but you will also note, you know, you can't get sidetracked by that because on the very right side of this page, they are also growing the slowest, right? You don't, you're not really paying a premium for the stock. It's growing earnings at 6.5% expected um, versus some of these other plays. Nevertheless, I, I wanted to go with a safe pick today. Mm. Uh, I think Cisco, I mean, I actually own Cisco. It's one of my, you know, mid-sized holdings. I think it may even be a little bit uh, conservative for someone my age. But certainly for anybody who's an older viewer, um, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, I think Cisco's really worth the look. I think it is trading at a fair price today. And that's my pick. <laughs> that's your pick. It's but a good uh, pick, Brandon. And for the record, I own Cisco as well. Nice. Uh, personally, and I think I think in our in our portfolio, the the uh, Blossom portfolio, we have Cisco, I think, as I well. I believe so as well. Um, fact check me on this, but back in the late 1990s, Cisco... If I'm not mistaken, was the largest company in the world. Well, yeah, it'll pop up the chart. It, it, from it, a market cap perspective, I believe it held that title way back in the day. Yeah, I would have been four or five years old, so I don't, re- <laughs> I don't recall that. But uh, I do see, you know, this is to me one of the most fascinating charts when you see this spike. Like this is a, just an insane <laughs> spike. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, it certainly was. At, at one point, the highest valued stock in the world. 
and suffered what looks to be about an 80 to 90% I think about 85% afterwards. drop during the tech crisis. And so, you know, it was one of the survivors. Yeah. Although there's many months where it didn't look like it would be, but uh, they, they and came if through. And so. if you look at it fascinatingly enough, you know, over 20 years, they still haven't reached those highs. Um, just goes to show what a... Uh, what a boom that was in the in the 1990s. <laughs> what a boom and what a bust. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, great point. That is a fact check approved. Yeah, it sounds good. So, well, good. Um, yeah, this is a battle, so I'm not going to compliment Cisco too much, Brandon, mm. but I do like to pick, obviously, uh, if, I, if I own it. And uh, I think... I think one of our videos recently, we talked about Cisco as well, like you know, maybe a year or so ago. So. And sorry, I just realized I, when I said ah, when I said clip it into the extra time, nice, nicely done. <laughs> when I said PE, uh, I was referring to forward PE. So right, I, I right. feel like I may have skipped over that word. Mm. Um, today, trading at a PE of seventeen, but uh, forward earnings, yeah. looking at that, is thirteen. Just, just to be clear, that's a good disclosure. Yeah. Good disclosure. And I like to keep it fair. You also talked about some of the potential issues the company's dealing with. So, uh, you know, in the fairness of what we're doing here, we want you to pick our stocks we want you to vote for our stocks and please do uh, vote because we really appreciate it when you take the time to just you know put the ticker or your explanation behind it um, but we also want to give good accurate complete information as much as we can in five minutes so uh, if you want to click the timer there and start Brandon I will go into mine and the company I'm going to I'll tell you the name in just a second but imagine this is your lifestyle okay if you uh, take an airplane right mm -hmm. if you cook something in your home if you buy gas for your car if you have any medical reasons you have to go to the hospital, uh, sports recreation, are you a swimmer? Uh, do you have a home with air conditioning? Are you staying in a hotel room that has air conditioning? On and on and on. If so, you're using the products or the services from this company. And the company I'm t t picking today is Mueller Industries. And the ticker Ooh, is MLI. It is a new company. and New to me, that is, sorry. Well, yeah, sorry, it's not a new company. It's been around since 1917. However, it's not typically the type of companies that we look at, because we look at the big mega caps for the most part, especially I do there. Uh, the company has only a $4 billion market cap. Trades on the New York Stock Exchange at about $73 a share right now. Mueller, for those of you who haven't heard the name, and there's probably a lot of you out there, it is a global manufacturer of copper, uh, brass, aluminum, plastic mm. products. And it is, in fact, the second largest metal fabrication company uh, on the planet. Wow. The company operates in three segments. So they have their focus on the piping systems, which run through every building. And that is the largest chunk of their revenues. They also have a big uh, position in industrial metals and in climate. So, you know, HVAC systems, that type of thing. Mm. Global presence, including right here in Canada. You can see on this chart up here, the locations and the diverse uh, spread they have across the world. They are an industry leader, as you might expect, in uh, you know either number one or number two in their core products and also in the key markets that they operate. So stock battle. Question, why would I say this is a company I would want to buy right now? So we'll look at a couple of things there. First of all, we talk about this almost every video these days. The, the economy is pretty unpredictable out there. So are we going into recession? Will it be, will it be a hard landing, a soft landing? Debatable. But I'm looking for something that's pretty secure right now. And if we look back through the history of this company, it has very, very steady earnings. We can see from this chart here, the EPS uh, through the last couple of recessions. So 20, we just talked about the tech crash. We talked about or, well, the great financial crisis and then more recently, the global pandemic. You can see by these red charts here, positively, they maintained their uh, EPS. Not big numbers back in the global credit crisis, but they did well there from a net uh, sales and cash flow perspective. Same thing there. The green line here is net sales. And then the bar chart is the cash flow. So even in 
really difficult times, they've performed quite well. Hmm. I think we might be going into those times right now, so you want to pick a company over the next year that will be stable in that respect. You talked about Cisco's debt. Look at what Mueller's done. They have absolutely killed their debt. I mean, over the last number of years, they've really focused a lot of attention, and they're essentially, you know, at practically zero debt right now. They have a net debt position last fiscal year of negative $655 million. So <laughs> they're in good position mm -hmm. there. When we look at what they have from a cash on hand perspective, you can see their current assets, you know, 1.53 billion and 678 million of current cash and short-term investments. And that is really important because a company like this, the industry is very, very capital intensive, right? So you need to have the cash to A, grow, which the company is well positioned to do against their peers, um, but also just to weather any potential storm. And if we talk about their peers, so just kind of mentioned that, the returns versus their peers, if we look at the ROE, we'll see Mueller at 35, almost 36% ROE versus the average peer of 20%. And if we look at it from a return on average capital invested, again, they blow away the competition more north of 42% versus 17.6% for the peer average. So when we look at the positives, why we might want to buy this company right now, we're looking at um, the, the, well, we haven't looked at the valuation yet, but they are undervalued versus their peers. And obviously, uh, the cash, the strong position that they're in, and their history of performing mm -hmm. well, really important. Let's look at valuation for a quick perspective here. Just want to have a quick scan over this seeking alpha chart here. You see the you know A, A plus, B plus ratings. From a valuation perspective, they're very well positioned right now. If we look specifically at their price to earnings, we see price to earnings on a next 12 months. We see a, for a forward currently at 11.5. There, the sector average is 17. If we look at it from a trailing perspective, 6.4, their trailing long-term average is 13.3, mm. sector 20.32. If we look at it from a price-to-book perspective, they're currently at 2.4, slightly below their long-term average and the, sec the sector average, so offering some valuation there. Uh, dividend. This is a company that doesn't pay a high dividend. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. We like to talk a lot about high dividends, but if we look at the, the security of their dividend, Safety, A. Dividend growth, A+. Plus. Average dividend yield and consistency, B. So if we look at, they've just raised their dividends. So they've just increased it from 25 cents to 30 cents with their most recent um, most recent change. And the payout ratio, as you can see here, is a measly 8.5%. So, uh, you know, very, very solid hmm. when it comes to security. And it seems like they're putting some focus on raising that dividend from a price target. You look at what the, the uh, analysts out there are saying, the price target is an average of 100. They're trading at, like I said, $73. So about a 38% upside if you look at it from that perspective. So, you know, when I look at what you might want to buy today and I'm at five minutes and 30 seconds, I see industry leader, they've proven to be stable through all markets and they really seem to be on a roll right now. So I think they have some potential. They've done well this year, uh, but they're, no, they're running up trends. So uh, my pick for the stock battle this time around is Mueller Industries. Have you heard of it before? Are you familiar with the company? Love to hear your comments on that. And of course, you know, vote for Mueller too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that's a new one to my radar and it'll definitely be throwing it on the watch list. Mm. Uh, very promising uh, from what we looked at today and I'll obviously do my own research, but yeah, a possible hidden hidden gem there that doesn't come across the radar all too often. Yeah, and I know uh, like we talk about a lot of different companies and ETFs and we can't own them all. I mean, that's impractical, but Mueller um, is a company that I'm seriously, it's, it's high up on my watch list right now uh, for my own portfolio. So I might be putting some, uh, some money into that in the next little while. But. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, let us know. Um, I will say that's uh, for 
I, I really enjoyed the presentation. Um, I still think you want to go with Cisco. Mm. Just because. Just because. If just because is good enough for you, vote for Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I really uh, like the presentation, Dad. Thank you for putting that together. And yeah. like I said, it's good to have you here. It's good to do this one in person because, yeah, Zoom just not the same. Not the same by Zoom, so we're going to try as much as possible to do these. And we are trying to get together more regularly yep. uh, these days. So, yeah, so thank you, everybody, of course, for, for tuning into the video. And uh, make, place your vote now. Yeah, place your vote. Mm. Give this video a thumbs up if you enjoy uh, the Stock Battle series. You just let us know. Uh, we'll continue to do them. They're typically a pretty loved and engaged video. So... Yeah, it's on our, our agenda to keep these ones coming. Of course, as always, uh, if you like learning about this stuff and you are in the market for courses and training, check out the Investing Academy. That's our program where yeah. we teach Canadians literally this like, kind of stuff. This kind of stuff. <laughs> this is more in the, uh, I would say, the mastery course because yeah. we also work with people who have never invested before, like the, the first time investor who is mm. completely new. Um, that's kind of more or less our beginner course, which is mm. 25 plus hours of training. And a lot of people are happy with that. But we do also have the mastery course where yeah. uh, you dive into a lot more of the, the stuff that we talked about today, um, more intermediate level stuff, that's for sure. But nevertheless, that is that first link down below. You did reference Blossom. If you guys are still sticking through, uh, go check out the Blossom app as well. Completely free to download. I think we just passed over 13,000 users. Nice. It was just Good. the other day we hit 10 and then 12 and 13. So um, yeah, on the, on the up and up. I will also add as well, because if you're new to the channel, we do this stock battle series. We've been doing this now for a couple of years. Mm. Uh, quite a few videos in there, and maybe we should put a link up here for the playlist, and you can go through and pick and pick and choose the ones you want to watch from the from the days gone by. For sure, I I, I hate linking the playlist, and uh, but I'll do it. All right, uh, I like linking the playlist. I think a lot it makes of, it easy for. I people. think a lot of the viewers will know. Even sometimes when I say, "Oh, I'll include a link down below," there's like a, right. there's like a ten percent chance that link gets included <laughs> down below. But you can always just go back, and it doesn't, it doesn't take long to go to the channel and search it too. Have a look. Um, you just go to the channel, and there's a little search thing, and you can search whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But but I will link up the the playlist for, for All right. on this one. Sounds good. Cool. That'll be a wrap, I guess, Brandon. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you in the next video.